Kaiser is off the chain. Everything is in one place for you. Your x-ray will be done there. The doctor will see you there. The labs are there for you. And then the nurses that work with you at Kaiser, they make you feel so at home. They're there to meet your needs. I would not be alive today if I had not had Kaiser permanently. I feel really, really great knowing there's a place that I can go to make sure that I can maintain good health on a regular basis. Every medical case is unique. Kaiser Foundation Health Plan, Midland Experts, 2101, East Jefferson Street, Rockville, Maryland, 20852. Know the name, know the genius in you, where in a single moment you can recognize your brilliance and change your life. This is a transformational hour that covers an array of topics that demonstrate how individuals use their native talents, as shown in their name, to look at the ordinary and extraordinary ways. Now, Albert Einstein once said that everybody's a genius. Why would one of the smartest people on the planet declare that everyone is a genius unless he knew that to be true? I'm your host, Sharon Lynn Wyeth, creator of Nemology Science and author of Know the Name, Know the Person. And in each weekly show, you'll hear the fascinating ways that other people have discovered the genius in them and what they were able to accomplish. At the end of tonight's show, you'll hear clues on how you can recognize your own innate genius. Now, all over the world, people have many, many diverse interests. And in that vein, people have asked about different occupations, different areas of life that have highly interested them. People want to know how highly successful people have managed to achieve their genius mindset when they utilize the gifts that are seen in their name when we are analyzing their name with nameology science. So how does someone express their creative talents? And how does someone share those gifts with others in such a way that everybody benefits? Our expert tonight is Eva Love, who has developed her genius in the area of relationships and finding permanent love and helping people build that loving relationship and keeping it once they've got it. Now in 1989, Eva had a profound spiritual experience where she was given techniques that transformed her life. Within three weeks of that experience, Eva's life changed so dramatically that everyone around her wanted to have the same. It was like, okay, what happened? Tell us, you know, how do we duplicate it? So that launched her into teaching and working with clients and she left her high-powered corporate position to do so. Using these towels, tools sorry, that she had been given, she attracted the love of her life. Now, they've now been together for 25 enchanting years, and wouldn't everybody like to say in their marriage that those years are very enchanting? Her love miracle system has created extraordinary results, with 87% of Eva's single clients are either married or in a committed relationship within 12 months of working with her. In the last 29 years, Eva has worked with over 8,500 clients and students. Now, she believes that the most important decision that we make in life is who we marry and that 90% of divorces are caused by selection error. I'm excited to hear what Eva has to say, and I hope you are too. She is known as the Relationship Mentor. Welcome to Know the Name, Know the Genius in You radio show. Eva, how are you? I'm great. Thank you so much, Sharon. That was uh, I love I loved your introduction. <laughs> Thanks. So I want to get right off uh, right away and give people a piece of your wonderful information. So how do you know if you have the right one for you? Well, I think the first thing is that they respond to you. Um, a lot of women, particularly, chase men around that 
really aren't that interested and they kind of manipulate the relationship into what they want it to be, but it's not really, that's not really what it is. And so then they marry them and then they find out later that, oh, when they get the rose colored glasses off and, you know, realize that, oh, I'm stuck with this guy now. <laughs> and, and then of course the disappointment and the heartbreak ensues. So the first thing is, does this man or does this woman naturally respond to me? Are they, do they want to put a smile on my face? You know, like my mother asked me the first time when I met Will and, and she said, well, not when the first time I met him, but when I was talking to her about him, she said, what is it about him that, you know, is so wonderful? And I said, mama, he just wants to put a smile on my face. It's, it's like his whole goal in life. And she was like, wow, <laughs> I can see why you'd be enchanted with that. <laughs> so, um, and that's been the case, and it still is. He just wants to put a smile on my face. He just wants me to be happy. And when you have someone like that, that is, you know, I mean, obviously there's some other things that you want to look for. Well, um, we want to know those too. Go okay. ahead. But that's, you know, those things are, are, you know, you've got to look at your own value system. So if you value family and you're dating someone who doesn't and doesn't even like their own family and doesn't want you to be around your family, that's a problem. It's a big, big red flag. And a lot of women ignore that because they don't want it to be a big red flag. They want it to be that it's working out. But if it's not, it's better to know it and you know, get yourself out of it before it's too late. The other thing is once you determine what your value systems are, what's really important to you, and that's, that's something that takes some digging. You don't just you know, sit down and say, oh yeah, well, this is what's important to me. You have to really go inside and, and you know, do some self-examination on, and a lot of us aren't living what's really important to us, and so, when you start living what's really important to you, you're much more likely to attract someone who is also living what's important to them. So it's not that uh, you're attracting someone, if you're not living your values, then you're likely gonna attract someone who's living the values that you are living. And sometimes when we look at that, we go, oh, that's not really what I want. <laughs> Yeah, that would be very disappointing to find out afterwards, right? Yeah. So, in other words, are you saying it's really important to know yourself first? Absolutely. Absolutely. It's really the key. Knowing yourself is really the key to success in everything in life. But it's particularly important to know to have to attracting the right one. And then and then if you are already married and you know that your mate is not in alignment with your beliefs and your values. Uh, then what do you do, right? You 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 have to work that out, especially if you have children. Um, you know, sometimes I worry that when someone hears this, they'll go, oh, well, I should divorce this man because, you know, he's not in alignment with my values. Well, okay, but now you're in a relationship and you've got children, especially if you've got children. Um, I, I'm not keen on divorce and I'm not keen on divorce, especially when there's children. So that means that you work it out. And what I teach couples is how to work 
together so that you're both happy. So one person is not always compromising and giving up their desires for the other person. And it takes it takes some special crafting to do that, but it's certainly possible. You know, I think it's very interesting uh, what you're saying. What I did is I said before I got married, we have to agree or come to an understanding in five different areas. Be when he asked me to marry him, I said, we were going to have a discussion first. <laughs> yeah. Before I say yes or no. And I said, we've got to come to an agreement in five different areas. One of the areas was finances. We're either both going to save or we're both going to spend because otherwise one of us is going to drive the other one crazy. Yeah. Okay. And then I said, and in politics, everybody is so polarized in politics and we are in different parties from one to another. So we can have nice discussions, but if you get emotional about it at all, that discussion's over with and don't try to convert me. <laughs> okay. So we had to agree to do that. Then I said the same thing with religions. We come from a different understanding. We need to respect each other's, but not try to convert each other. Can we do that? And so that was the, the next one. And the next one I said is we have to decide whether we both want children or we both don't, because I think that's very important. And the last one was every relationship I had seen, I got married later, every relationship I had seen, the woman dumped her friends and they only took on the men's friends. And I said, I'm not losing one friend over this. You've got to be able to accept my friends. And so yeah. that was five. Those are good. Those are good. Those are all good things. Those are all good things to, you know, because one of the things that happens is when women, when women lose their friends, they lose a part of themselves and women need their friends. As a matter of fact, when I'm going out with a girl, I, I make it a point to have lunch with a girlfriend once a week because we need that. That's, that's how we energize ourselves and, and restore. It's part of our restoration is, is, you know, the laughing and the sharing and the talking that goes on between women. And um, so I, I, that was, those were all very wise uh, things. Okay. So is that part of your relationship mentor program where you hit these different areas and say, how do you work through these if there's a disagreement? Yes. Yes. And I, I have some techniques that I teach people how to use so that they can, um, so they can come away where they both feel heard. That's the most important thing right there is that you both feel heard and that you both feel satisfied with the, with the result of the discussion. So, you know, you can discuss till the cows come home, but if one person feels like they didn't get heard or they feel like they weren't, um, listened to, you know, they didn't, their points weren't important, then even if they continue in the relationship, it's on it, the, the relationship is on its way out. Now, a lot of people don't leave the relationship, they stay in it. And, you know, even when you're dating, they stay in the relationship, even though they don't feel heard. And then what happens is it, it ends up blowing up at some point. Very interesting. Well, I, I want to address that piece about dating because I always said, lay out your criteria first to my kids. And if they don't meet your criteria, don't date them because we always end up marrying somebody we date. We need to take a break. Stay tuned to Know the Name, Know the Genius in You, which is being heard on XZBN.net and XZone Broadcast Network and on the website, knowthename.com. 
Now, after the break, we're going to find out more about Eva Love's business. This is really interesting on her relationships and how she does it. So stay tuned. I'm Sharon Lynn Wyeth, and you're listening to Know the Name, Know the Genius in You, which is being heard on xzbn.net and knowthename.com. Now, our guest tonight is Eva Love, whose website is evalove.net. Now, she is a relationship mentor. And, you know, Eva, you've been working as a relationship mentor for almost 30 years. What keeps you doing it that you don't give up and say, oh, my gosh, this is way too much work? Well, because I love it so much, because... One of the things that I love is seeing women who've been, you know, discouraged. Sometimes they've already given up and and they hear me talk and they think, well, maybe there is hope. And and they really long to have a relationship. But, you know, they've they've struggled uh, with attracting the right one. They keep attracting the wrong one or the worst, no one at all. And dating has been difficult and painful and sometimes even torturous. And they can't figure out what's wrong with them, why they keep picking the wrong guy. And, uh, and it just thrills me. It just, I can't tell you the bliss that I have when I see them happy and in a relationship with the right one. And I love going to weddings and I get to go to a lot of them. So that's what keeps me doing it. And I, you know, somebody said, when are you going to retire? And I'm like, I can't think about retiring. I'm having too much fun. See, that's fabulous. I'm interested, though, in something you just said, because it caused all the hair on my body to stand up. Okay. Okay. You said it's worse if you have no one at all. Right after you said, you know, if they're attracting the wrong guy. And from what I see, it's much better to be alone than attract the wrong one. So talk to me about that. Well, what's what I mean when I say worse, no one at all. What I mean is that it feels like they're not attractive. It feels like no one is asking them out because something's wrong with them. And so they fill their lives. I'm not saying they're not happy people or they're not, you know, living a productive life. But the rejection of not having anyone ask, even asking them out, uh, it's pretty tough on, it's pretty tough on women. Okay. See, and I guess I hang around a different group of women, Eva. Because I look at it and I think they are so dynamic and so into their careers and their jobs and whatnot that I think most men are intimidated by them. So do you have any of those kind of women and how do you help them? Absolutely. And I can tell you, no matter how powerful a woman, no matter how wonderful her life, when you really get down to the bottom of it and you, you find out her innermost feelings, those feelings of insecurity around men even though they're not insecure in the way they project themselves, there's a, there's a disappointment, there's a longing there. So, you know, what we put up, you know, in our 
in the way we operate and what's really going on inside are often very different. And I'm sure you know that, <laughs> Sharon, from your own work is that, you know, sometimes you'll meet someone who just seems like a powerhouse. And, and then when you finally get to talk to them and get real with them, you find out that, you know, there's a lot of hurt there. There's a lot of pain. I also know very powerful women who don't have that. And that's what I'm saying. I think men who feel that all the way through then are, you know, challenged to rise to the occasion or it causes them to go ahead and look inside and say, am I strong enough, dynamic enough, passionate enough about life to be able to meet this one on an equal level? Well, you know, I, I feel like that when you attract the right man for you, he is empowered by your power. He loves, like my husband, I'm a very strong woman. He loves that I'm strong and he loves that he's, you know, and I remember when I, when I had that shift from attracting men who were intimidated by me because I used to do that all the time. And then I had the shift and then I started attracting men that were empowered by me or they loved that I was powerful. And I remember the first time this guy said to me, oh man, you are so powerful. And I said, well, how do you feel about that? And he said, oh, it's an aphrodisiac. And I'm like, <laughs> all right. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we have to ask because even this is a, a name thing, right? Yes. And I'm so into love. Is love your made up name, self-created name? Or did you come by it through marriage or was it your birth name? Through marriage. I married Clark Love. Oh my goodness gracious! Isn't that amazing? Okay, yeah. so this long before I ever knew about <laughs> being a relationship mentor, I was Eva Love. Okay, so this is the part of the show where we inter interpret a portion of our guest's name. Are you okay. ready? Okay, your name says that you are the detective. That everybody comes to you and drops their problems on you, and your biggest challenge is not to take on their problems as your problems. So that after you get through helping them, they'll be able to say, okay, so what are you going to do next? Which hands their problem back to them. Okay. And it says that you are fascinated. It's literally in your name that you are fascinated by the background of everybody, that you want to know everybody's backstory. You want to know what makes them tick and who they are. Okay. And it also says that you have a natural charisma to you. And that got enhanced literally when you took on the last name of love and that you're very likable but you're not going to change who you are to get liked. And so that literally your name reads that if somebody doesn't like you, there's a problem with them, not with you. It says that you bring self-confident people to you, ones that nurture you, that ones that like to have fun and enjoy life and are actually very generous. So that's some of the things that are in your name. That's good. I, uh, I learned a long time ago to let people have their own problems and not to try to solve them for them. So that part used to be true about me, but I'm not that way now. Uh, I, I do, I am a detective and I do love to um, know people's backstory and what's really going on with them. Um, you know, I know that what people present and what's really going on are often two different things. Um, and I do love working with people. I mean, that, you know, sitting behind a computer all day would not be good for me. If I'm not on the phone or on Skype or on uh, Zoom or something talking with people, uh, you know, I, I get bored. Yeah, totally understandable with your name. I just love the fact that you have that last name from whom you married. I just think that's fabulous. Yeah. Okay, so now we want to know, what was that profound spiritual experience you had that led you on this path? Well, it was 
it was the it was the man named Love who I walked in on uh, beating my 16 year old, and I had promised myself that that would never happen to my children because that had happened to me as a child. I'd been beaten, and so I I just lost it. I just thought I must be the worst mother in the world. It'd been going on for the whole four years we'd been married because I was traveling a lot with my corporate position and. And I didn't know, and I and my girls didn't tell me because they told him that if they told him, if they told me, that they would just get in trouble again. And for some reason, they believed him, and so I was just mortified. I just felt like a complete failure as a mother and a complete failure as a person. And I decided that they would be better off without me. Now, of course, this was through the eyes of a very depressed woman. I was. I, I just sank into a deep, deep depression because you know this was a this was just traumatic for me, and so I drove to the top of a mountain to drive off a cliff because I just thought that you know it would be an accident, nobody would ever know it was suicide, and there would be plenty of money because I had a lot of life insurance and um, my brother would take. I had it all figured out, right? But of course, I wasn't thinking clearly. I wasn't thinking straight. And as I drove down the curve where I was going to drive off before I hit the curve, because I was going to be going pretty fast by that point, um, I heard a voice and it said, Eva, don't do this. You're sick. It's like you've got the flu. Stop the car. And I was able to stop the car. And then I was hysterical because I realized what I'd almost done because I woke up to who, you know, to who and what I am. And so I went into therapy, and for three years, I did all, all kinds of therapy and workshops and read self-help books, and I did everything, but I was still miserable. I, nothing, was making, nothing was making any sense to me. And one night, sitting in my living room, I just said, God, help me. And I don't even know why I said it, because I didn't even think God you know, wanted anything to do with me, because I felt like I'd screwed up so badly. But I cried out, and in that moment, this light and this warmth and this love just encompassed me. It was, if I hadn't have experienced it, I wouldn't believe it, because I'd heard people talk about these kinds of experiences before, and I always, I don't know, kind of thought that was weird. But it happened to me, and in that moment, I knew, I knew what it was. I just knew, and I said, what do you want me to do? <laughs> and I heard, go to bed, and I laughed because that was exactly what I needed to do. I was exhausted, and I needed some rest, so I went to bed, and the next morning when I got up, these tools that I've been using for the last almost 30 years came to me, and I started using them on myself just voraciously. I mean, every minute that I wasn't working, I was working with these tools healing my life and, and changing my beliefs and working to, you know, create a very happy, loving woman. And within three weeks, everybody saw my life had changed so much and they were just astounded. My roommate came to me and she said, I don't know what you're doing, but whatever it is, I want that. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, she'd been living with me for a year and she'd seen how miserable I'd been and how angry I was and how break? 
So stay tuned to Know the Name, Know the Genius in You, which is being heard on XCBN.net and Xzone Broadcast Network Station and the website, knowthename.com. Now, this show is dedicated to relationships and attracting and keeping the love of your life. So after the break, we'll find out more about how Eva has assisted people. Stay tuned. I'm Sharon Lynn Wyeth, and you're listening to Know the Name, Know the Genius in You. Our guest tonight is Eva Love, who can be reached via her website, evalove.net. Now, it's really important to remember she's not a .com. She's a .net. It's almost like, Eva, like you're spreading out that net to catch all the guys that want to come in, right? (laughs) So it's evalove.net. Now, before the break, you were talking to us about you had a girlfriend living with you and that she had realized how miserable you were. And all of a sudden she said, "Okay, I want what you've just done. Please continue your story. Well, you know, so she said, I'm going to invite a couple of girlfriends over on Saturday morning. You're going to teach us. And I was like, "Okay," you know, I didn't know exactly what I was going to do, but I just said, "Okay, God, if you want me to teach this, you'll have to show me what to say. So they came over Saturday morning and I taught them everything I knew and and um, so a few days later, they were all calling me saying, when are you going to teach another class? I've got a, you know, a sister, a cousin, a girlfriend, a, you know, my husband, whoever, who, <laughs> that I want them to learn this. And so I taught another class and then another one, another one. And pretty soon I was teaching every night of the week and every weekend and working with private clients because there were some people that didn't want to be in a class. They wanted to work privately. And it was so amazing, and it was, and it, and it took off for you. So now yeah, it did. And I, so I, I put in my notice to my job, and everybody thought I was crazy because I had, I was in an all-male company and a billion-dollar company, and I was on the executive team, and, and everybody thought, you know, what a nut, you know, leave all of that. And but there was no question to me about what I wanted to do. It was just clear. Okay, so, so you have like myths that women believe about men that you've figured out from teaching all of these women. So how do you bust them? Like give us three of your myths and, and what they really should be. Okay, so one of the things that women believe about men is that they're commitment phobic. And that is not true. Men... Uh, want to be in love. They want to be committed. They love that. Uh, But the deal has to feel good. So if a woman is bitchy and hard to get along with and makes the guy's life miserable, he may not leave her, but he may not want to be in relationship with her. And especially if she gives him an ultimatum, he might give, he might give her the wedding because that's what she wants. And he's trying to make her happy but it's, it, it, you know, he's doing it not because it's what he wants. And that is a big mistake. That's a big mistake. So if the deal feels good, you're not going to find any resistance with a healthy man. Now, let me just say this about men. 
you want to get a good, healthy man, a man who loves himself. And I don't mean egotistical. I mean a man who who loves his life and who values and appreciates who he is. You don't want someone who's an addict because you're not dealing with that guy. You're dealing with the addiction. And you don't want someone who is who has personality disorder, narcissist, a sociopath, you know, someone who uh, has mental issues because those guys need to get help and you are not capable. You may think, oh, my love will, you know, heal him. Well, it won't. And it'll just be a miserable life. So give yourself the, the opportunity to have a really happy, and, and you made the comment about enchanting. You, you, if you want enchantment in your relationship, you got to have two healthy people. So if you're dating someone like that, you know, I, my best thing is get help for them if they will take help. If they won't, then excuse yourself and move on because I don't care how great he is in other ways, that will always be a point of, of a problem for you and um, especially addiction. But the other things, I mean, a narcissist is a narcissist is a narcissist and unless they get help and they can work through it, um, your life is going to be a living hell. So now, I, I was talking Eva just recently with the wonderful lady who cleans my house. That's my luxury. And I was talking with her and I was saying that you were coming on the show and she said, you know, they play those marriage games or the, the games when somebody gets engaged and there's games and that one of the ones that, she says has been often at those bridal showers is what one piece of advice would you give, you know, to the bride to be? And she said to me something I thought was really interesting and I'd love your take on it. She said, you know, that so many people believe that, Oh, he'll change or he'll do this differently after we're married or he'll whatever. And she said, she gives the advice of marry somebody that you don't want him to change because if there's nothing about him that you want differently, that's a marriage that will last. Yes. What do you think? I, I think that's a great idea. I think that people do change, but they change because they want to. My husband and I both changed, but it was because I wanted to be a better wife and woman for him, and he wanted to be a better man and woman and, and husband for me. And so we did change, but it was from from the inside, not from pressure from the outside. If he would tried to change me, it wouldn't have worked, and if I'd have tried to change him, it wouldn't have worked. So, yes, you do have to be in love. And more than in love, you have to like the person. You have to enjoy being with them. One of the things I always say to people is, do you just love being together? Do you love just sitting together, even if you're not talking, just being with each other? That was one of the things that Will and I just could not get enough of each other. And we are still like that. We still love to sit and talk and be together and and share our lives together. It's it's a beautiful thing when you have that. Oh, it is very beautiful. So how do you attract the right man for you and to build that loving relationship? Well, we've talked about a couple of those things. One is, um, you know, being happy with yourself. That's, you know, knowing yourself and then being happy with yourself. One of the things that a man wants is he wants a woman who loves herself enough that he can love her too. Because a healthy man instinctively knows that if a woman doesn't love herself, She'll never be able to receive his love. He'll, she'll always be having him jump through hoops to prove that he, that he loves her. And no matter what he does, it'll never be enough. 
So if she doesn't love herself, that's that's a big red flag for a man. So I would say, you know, the first thing to do is to really deeply work on loving yourself. And then you're going to radiate. You're going to radiate who you are. The other thing that's a turnoff for men is being able to uh, have a woman who's whose happiness, who, who can be made, in other words, they can add to her happiness. If a woman is always bitching about everything and nothing he does is ever good enough, he will lose interest. He'll, he'll walk away. If, and even if he doesn't walk away emotionally, he'll check out because a healthy man wants to put a smile on your face. He wants to make you happy. And so if you can't receive that and you can't show him how much happiness he's adding to you, then you've pretty much killed a relationship. And so that is something that will attract a good man. A good man wants a happy woman and he wants a woman who responds to him just like a woman wants a man who responds to her. And so one of the things that women are always afraid of is they're afraid of being called high maintenance. They think that's a insult because when a man says it, what he's usually doing is he's kind of backhandedly putting her down for wanting too much. And the truth is a healthy man, the more you want, the more opportunity he has for making you happy. So the problem that women have is with asking. So learning how to ask, so that you inspire him and motivate him to give you what you want. And I don't mean manipulate. That's a big difference. There's, there's right. a bunch of books out there about manipulation. And I believe in being authentic and being yourself and telling the truth. But you have to learn how to ask. And when you ask in a way that inspires him, you both will have more. You'll both have a bigger life, a better life. I mean, if you take most men and you look at their bachelor pads, they're usually not so great, you know? But when you get a man with a woman, now he has a home, you know, everything is beautiful. Uh, you have, you know, a, a richer, fuller life. She brings a lot to his life that he wouldn't have by himself. You know, it, it's interesting. A previous guest that we had on the program said that men are very simple. They only want three things. They want to be appreciated. They want your approval. And they want sex. And if you can appreciate them and give them your approval and provide for them in the physical realm, that everything is good. Would you agree with that? Or there's more? Well, there's more. But, you know, those are those are those are. Those are good, you know, <laughs> appreciation and approval. That's one of the things that my husband and I give each other all the time. We thank each other for what we do. We don't take things for granted. That's one of the things that a lot of couples kill their relationship is they start taking each other for granted. And I, you know, one of the things that I always say is that I'll teach you how to have a loving relationship where the chemistry lasts a lifetime. And part of that last chemistry lasting a lifetime is showing appreciation is, you know, simply thanking your mate for the things that they do for you, being happy with the things they do for you. I mean, 
you know, before I came in here, I, I went grocery shopping and I dropped the groceries off on the counter. And I said, honey, would you put these away? And when I go out and eat, Stay tuned to Know the Name, Know the Genius in You on xzbn.net and knowthename.com. Now, after the break, we'll find out what Eva has in her name that has assisted her that you just might have in your name as well. Stay tuned. I'm Sharon Lynn Wyeth, and you're listening to Know the Name, Know the Genius in You. Our guest tonight is Eva Love, the relationship mentor, whose, re- whose website is evalove.net. Again, she's throwing that net out. It's not a .com. evalove.net. Now, Eva, before the break, you were telling us, it's just in the middle of a story, and I, I feel so badly I had to break you for the commercials. So your husband was bringing in the groceries. That's where you left us off. Yeah, so I was asking him if he would put them away for me because I wanted to get in here and, you know, be with you. And so I know when I go out, he will have put the groceries away and I will thank him. I will show him appreciation because that's that's what we do. You know, we don't take each other for granted. So that's one of the things that is really important in a relationship is to is to show appreciation. You know, your friend is right. Approval, appreciation. And of course, you know. Having a good sex life is always good for your marriage. <laughs> so does physical appearance matter? No. Does grooming matter? Grooming matters, but physical appearance does not. So a lot of women think they're not pretty enough or they're too they're not thin enough or they're not they're not young enough to have a relationship. And I can tell you that none of those things matter. Um, I was I was uh, I don't know, about hundred and eighty pounds when I met my husband, which was I'm only five foot four, so that's quite a bit more than what I needed to be. But that's what I was. But and and he was, you know, he was just regular weight, just you know, not overweight. And uh, but I'm telling you, love overcomes all that. It doesn't. It it didn't matter to him. And I I find that a lot is that you know your physical good grooming is important because you want to do the best with what you have. You know, you want to shower and you know. Look nice as well as you dress as nice as you can dress, but it's not what's important. What's important is what's in your heart. It's what's it's what comes out of your mouth. It's the attitude that you have toward life and toward men and toward relationships. You know, one of the things that I always tell women is if you think all men are jerks, you're going to be attracting a lot of jerks. But if you have a healthy respect and appreciation for manhood, then you'll find a good man. So it's one of the things I normally work with men, women on because, you know, they've had a string of bad relationships and and they've, you know, had lots of horror stories to tell. And because they believed men were jerks and they had this pattern going on of attracting jerks, uh, you know, then that's that's been their that's been their story. And so we change that story and we 
fix you know fix it so that they they stop doing that and they attract the right one for them who's wonderful and loves them and is you know crazy about them and adores them and you know all those wonderful things well from my men friends i have always heard them say if you want a happy life have a happy wife That's because right. your entire life will depend on whether you can keep your wife happy that's right. That's right. You know, that, that old, I don't know, I think it was a Chinese saying, you know, happy wife, happy life yes. is very true, very true. And uh, smart men know that and they want to put a smile on their wife's face and they enjoy uh, seeing her happy. It's actually the greatest accomplishment for a man is to have his wife be happy. Wow, that says a lot. I, I'm laughing because inside I'm thinking of some of the people I work with that are what I call my associates. And one of them just says all the time, he'll say little things and I'll kind of give him a smile and he goes, that's it. I live every day to see if I can make you smile. Uh-huh. You know? And I think that's so cute, you know, but, but he does that for everybody that's, you know, that we're all working with, I think is just so pleasant. His, his goal every day is to make sure that we're all happy. I mean, all that's, of us. <laughs> and, that's, and that's a good man. There's a good man right there. You know, so, um, so I'm laughing as you keep saying that. I'm, I'm thinking of him. So a relationship where the chemistry lasts a lifetime. Now, you have a six-week program to start, stop attracting the wrong ones and then start attracting the right one and some of the tools to have a lifetime of love that you've longed for. Would you mind just briefly describing that program that you offer to us? Sure. So one of the things that we do is we, we, we start with, you know, looking at what's in your belief system. What, what do you really believe? Because until you know what's really in your belief system about men and about yourself and about relationships, then you're at a disadvantage because our belief system, about 90% of it, subconscious. So we do a little digging to get to get to bring that to the surface so that we can look at it and then say, okay, here's what we need to do to create a healthy belief system. So we do some letting go of some things and kind of cleaning house. It's like, you know, imagine if you walked into a beautiful home, but it hadn't been cleaned in 20 years and it was full of cobwebs. Well, we get the cobwebs out and we dust it out and we clean it all up and make it nice and shiny and, and ready for to be occupied. And so that's what we're doing with your belief system. And then um, I teach them about who women are and who men are, because it's really important to understand the feminine principles and the masculine principles. So if someone is operating, we all operate from a, on a spectrum of masculine and feminine. And so if a woman is very masculine and she doesn't allow her feminine to come out, she will attract a man who's more on the feminine spectrum. Uh, and often that's why women who are very strong and, and you know, work, and you don't have to be masculine to be strong, but a lot of women are. And so because they're not operating from that feminine, they often will attract men that are not as strong. And then they feel like, you know, he's intimidated by her. But really, if she would allow her feminine to come out, then she would attract a more masculine man. And and there's nothing wrong with having a masculine uh, woman and a feminine man. You just have to be understanding that that's what you've got and be uh, happy with that. 
Um, Instead of saying a feminine man, could we say somebody who is very good at nurturing? Well, yeah, and I didn't say effeminate. I said feminine. So in other words, he has, he's operating more from the feminine principles, not not that he's feminine in his, like he's not um, effeminate. He, Thank you. I want to clarify that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I don't mean that he's, that he's um, you know, not a man in, in some way. I'm just saying that he's more nurturing, more, uh, and, and of course, what what I think is the best of both worlds is to have a man who has both the masculine and the feminine and has a good balance. That's a really strong mate, someone who has a good balance in the masculine and feminine. Uh, I, I wanted when I when I was when I was looking, not looking, but when I was deciding that I wanted to to attract someone, one of the things that I wanted was someone who was a father who had raised a child because I wanted someone who'd had that nurturing, you know, who had been a good father. And, um, and that's what I got. I got a very nurturing man, but he's also very masculine and, and uh, very strong. So, and that's what I needed. I got exactly what I needed. So, um, yeah. So, so then that we talk about that and then we talk about how the man woman relationship is perfectly designed to bring out the best in both of us, you know, like if you understand how this was designed instead of having male versus female, which is what you often hear the comedians talk about and, and a lot of jokes about, you know, uh, putting men down or putting women down and instead really understand that the, the masculine and feminine are perfectly designed to have a healthy, happy relationship. And when you understand how that works, it just makes all the difference in the world. And then we talk about how to resolve conflict. So I'm a woman, my husband's a man. We think very differently. And that's a good thing. It's not a bad thing, but it often causes conflict. So knowing how to resolve conflict in, with love and instead of fighting, instead of you know getting mad or because they don't think like you thinking they're stupid or they're you know narrow-minded or whatever but opening your your vision to include that they're going to have a different perspective as a matter of fact I really appreciate hearing my husband's perspective because he always gives me another way to think about things and I like that a lot of people don't like that <laughs> they don't want to hear you know somebody else's opinion they just want their own opinion that's so a good note to end on Eva, I want to thank you so much for taking your time to be with us. This has just been terrific. Thank you. Thank you so much, Sharon. I've really enjoyed it. So be prepared and surprised and pleased when you get to experience Eva Love's work. Again, her website is her name, evalove.net. Now, Eva's name excels at being charismatic. This is in her letter V. If your name has the letter V in it, just like in Eva right there in the middle, and in love, that letter V, you too are naturally a charismatic and attract others to you. So once you've attracted people to you, you just need to know how to keep them around you. Now, my latest book, Know the Name, Know How to Connect, can help you do just that. And right now, for a limited amount of time, until Valentine's Day, the ebook version of that book, Know the Name, Know How to Connect, is absolutely free on my website, knowthename.com. 
It's on every page that you can click for it, with the exception of the home page. Do you, do you know where your genius lies? I'm Sharon Lynn Wyeth, host of the radio show, Know the Name, Know the Genius in You, which is heard every weekday at various hours right here on xcbn.net radio and XZone Broadcast Network and on knowthename.com. Please visit knowthename.com. This is Sharon Lynn Wyeth signing off.